This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, and welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney, and I'm super passionate about moving and thinking. On this show, we are going to dive into all things health, fitness, personal development, lifestyle, and political sociocultural. I've always been fascinated by people and I love learning from the experiences and stories of others. This has been a treat for me and I hope this is enjoyable and useful for you. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or any way that I can make this a better experience for you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Hello, welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I am here today with Jason Burmas, who is a documentary filmmaker, and he is also a fellow podcaster, and he is crushing the information warfare. (laughs) So thank you so much for everything you do, and thank you for being here with us today. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you for having me. Awesome. So I wanted to cover some of, a lot of people I think are looking at Elon as kind of like a savior, and you've had some interesting kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> For those who are just listening can see the look on his face. Yeah, um, he, 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 he may not agree with that so much. So I think that it's really important, though, people are so they're so desperate, I feel like, to find somebody who is going to come and save the day. And on the surface, it looks like he's doing all the right things. He's saying all the right things. But if you look at some of his... Uh, you know, track records and all of the technology that he's involved with, uh, especially financially, it's everything that is needed to execute the fourth industrial revolution. So that's a bit concerning to me. So I wanted to hear some of your thoughts. Well, yeah, no, that's extremely concerning. And that's really just surface level uh, and, and important because when you're talking about transhumanism, obviously Neuralink is the front runner for the consumer grade brain chip he's given demonstrations how you'll sit in a robot kiosk and within six hours surgery will be performed where they will take four uh, micro threads and put them into your brain with a calm that will sit inside of your skull and it's like getting earrings right no big deal you'll be able to hear taylor swift in your head great times Uh, but then it's also going to hook up to uh, the Starlink network on top of that. So he's telling you hive mind, he's telling you language will end. And he's also uh, promoting what I think is extremely dangerous and that's sustainability. Um, I often talk about NASA and what they're really doing. Only 20% of what they really do is uh, space exploration. Uh, They're involved in futurism, the military industrial complex, uh, national security, especially with their post Star Wars, uh, aka Strategic Initiative Defense Program that took place in 1983. You know, we're not in Kansas anymore. T- 1983 was a long time ago, folks. It was almost 40 years ago. And for them to build up to that, they obviously had technology to weaponize space. You know, that was first generation space warfare. And Elon Musk's company, SpaceX, it's not taking you to the moon. It's not taking you to the Mars, okay? He's promoting sustainability. The code word is your standard of living goes down. That's the big climate change uh, agenda that NASA is involved in. In fact, if you take a look at this, here's your nice little sustainable box you can live in. Yay, Tesla will bring us the sustainable box. And somehow he was the guy that got um, the electric car when so many other corporations tried to bring it in and they were extremely crushed. He's also time man of the year just last year. And remember, he, he increased his wealth by 600% during COVID-1984. So to get into what they're really doing on top of Starlink, which is openly being used. In fact, I was going to do a story on it today. Openly still being used uh, to arm the drones, uh, the sidewinders and the ghost drones with the targets of Russian tanks that then go in kamikaze and suicide style. Well. They openly launch 
the Blackjack U.S. spy satellites and continue to from Vandenberg. That's what SpaceX is really doing. Okay, so on top of the Starlink that's openly being used in warfare, um, this is April 17th. They just launched one two weeks ago. Uh, this was over Easter weekend. And this is part of DARPA's uh, ride-along program. Uh, Mandrake 2 satellites are part of that. This was uh, last summer in July. And again, SpaceX transporter, DARPA. That This is the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency. He is simply a front man for their version of DARPA, which again is called Blackjack. So this man's really making money in military industrial complex contracts. He's in bed with the government over and over again. And just because he's acting like a free speech savior right now, his actions should speak a lot louder than words. He's on the transhuman agenda. He's on the climate change agenda. He's on the sustainability agenda. And he's on the military industrial complex. It's not even like he's hiding it. By the way, with the with the Russia and Starlink uh, thing, for those that don't know, he went online and actually challenged Putin to single combat. Okay, <laughs> online, and then got in fights with members of Parliament. And by the way, the head of their space agency in Russia, we covered this, threatened to nuke all of the NATO nations within thirty minutes from their space satellite warfare devices. Okay, this is all mainstream news. In fact, I presented a lot of this uh, at the Reawaken America tour over in uh, Myrtle Beach uh, the weekend before this one. Uh, Thank you, Clay Clark, for giving me that uh, opportunity. And people's jaws were on the floor because what they're talking about in the media is so far bent from reality. They're telling you that Elon Musk is couch surfing. He's Cato Kalin, right? Like he's just in the, he's in the pool house of his rich celebrities. He's worth billions of dollars, folks. It's absolutely ridiculous. So, you know, I could go on and on and on. I'm sure we will in this conversation, but yeah. he's a very dangerous individual, but for none of the reasons the media wants you to believe or the quote unquote left wants you to believe, oh, Elon's going to ruin Twitter. He's going to let the right-wing fascists speak. Now that's not what this is about at all. No, I, I think it's so interesting the ties you uh, uh, bring to uh, NASA because you know I, I made the joke. I think I tweeted like it's very fitting for a DARPA operative to buy a piece of the DARPA operation. <laughs> you know, like that that would make sense. But I keep saying how to me it looks like we're we're living through another iteration of Operation Paperclip, and you know when I say that people are like we're not smuggling scientists. I'm like well. It's not so much smuggling scientists as it is, although I think there is an element of that, but it's more that the scientists are getting a pass so they can be absorbed into the intelligence agencies. And interestingly enough, you know, with Neuralink, he's partnered with Charles Lieber and Charles Lieber's father, you know, worked for RCA, did all the telemetry and he was a rocketry guy, right? And so that was Operation Paperclip. It was all these NASA rocket people, you know, under that guise that we were going to you know, do stuff in space that, but a lot of them were well, really involved in germ warfare and like, you know, uh, bio warfare and chemical warfare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I play a lot of Dennis Bushnell clips. We'll probably refrain okay. from that just cause I don't have them queued up. He's the chief sure. engineer. Uh, he's the one behind this document here that we'll go over yeah. just briefly. And this is from July of 2001. This is pre-war on terror. I want to make that extremely clear. He's touring with this and telling you what 2025 will look like, okay, and who the enemy after next is. Well, the reason they're doing this on a global level is because we're the enemy after next. The political agenda is for this global governance, economic trends. That's what this is all about. And the ferocity of which this document is accurate up until now, and we're like two and a half years away from 2025, is quite frightening. Okay, they tell you right out of the gates, welcome to the bots, Borgs and humans of 2025 AD. And he's already on there. I have him in uh, 2011 saying there's 10,000 people with brain chips. And then 2014, there's 40,000 people with brain chips. And then in 2018, and I guess maybe we could play some of these clips on the show. um, There are over 200,000 people with brain chips. So we're not talking cochlear implants or retinals. We're talking the real deal memory brain chips. So 
This is a DARPA document. When in conjunction with the CIA, again, has all these ties, um, as well as the Office of Naval Intelligence post-World War II with you know, people we smugged in, all these intelligence agencies did. You know, this philosophy of Nazism was really continued through born classified. I encourage people to check out um, Annie Jacobson's work, but they tell you right here, there is no pixie dust. This in 2001 was based upon all data trends, analysis, and technologies that existed, okay? And they tell you that they take new procurement decisions or technologies and takes about 15 years, duck my head, uh, to produce. And then 40 years, they inventory, sometimes more. So they roll it out later through um, what's called Trojan Horse Civilian Systems. They go over that in the document. Um, but you look at this thing and they start talking about the, um, we'll talk about the genomic uh, changes, but they look at the ages of humankind. And they basically say the IT era is over in 2020 and the bio nano era is in 2020. Okay. Now I got banned again on YouTube for playing my uh, presentation that had nothing to do with the shot, other than the fact that I said this, you know, it's pretty interesting because this document's extremely accurate that in 2020, they started injecting billions of people with bio nanotechnology. I go, no matter what you think about the shots, I go mRNA and vector based shots are bio nanotechnology. That's what they banned me for. I didn't say anything else. It's factual information, all of them. I mean, bio and tech <laughs> distributed them. What do you think the end in bio and tech stands for? Like, I, they treat you like children. And, and, you know, and because I'm making connections here and they talk about this, they talk about the robotization of everything. By the way, the virtual era is next. And that literally means uploading your consciousness at the end of the day. So when we talk about like cyborgs, even in this document, they talk about, uh, let me see if I can bring up the cyborg fish. I think that's pretty, they had already taken the brain of a fish and put it into a fully uh, robotic um, fish. There we go. Wow. So let's see. Let's, let's see if we can get the fish one. There it is right there. So brain of a sea lamprey was already inserted and connected to the body of a robotic fish, an initial cyborg. Uh, they also had created choo-choo a flesh plant eating robot that hunts and biodigests natural foods to live off the land. And I remember they went more public with this uh, in like 2008 or nine. And there was a big story about, and I was at Infowars and we highlighted, of course, the fact checkers with the debunkers out there came out and said, Oh no, it wasn't for like eating soldiers on a battlefield or anything. Now this document also predicts um, what's called CNN syndrome on, on another level. And they bring us up CNN syndrome several times. And basically, it's what they learned how to exploit the media after the uh, first Gulf War. But this is where they talk about exploiting it. And it look at this. It says, capture and torture Americans in living color on prime time. Now, we saw all those torture videos later on, the beheading of Daniel yeah. Pearl, etc. Obviously, a lot of 9-11 was a live uh, snuff film. And right under that, Beneath that, it says terror attacks within the continental United States. It also says binary biological and critical infrastructure takedowns, um, internet warfare and operations, right? They even talk about EMPs, RFs, all that stuff. But underneath is even more important, serious psi war, collateral damage exploitation. So after the fact, after all these innocent people are killed, we will use psychological warfare on the people. All right. Now, to get into even more of this, how do they do it and why is it inexpensive um, is this. Here's some examples. OK. And they talk about the continental United States uh, population and infrastructure, 80 percent of it. It talks about things like blast wave accelerators. Now, you could argue those are, quote unquote, directed energy weapons. They actually have a, a diagram in this document of what a blast wave accelerator looks like. And if you look them up, what they do is. And nanosatellites are also in this. You can actually see what it, we're, we'll actually show people what a nanosatellite is, but it's these blast wave accelerators on a micro level that actually move them. Again, no pixie dust, folks. I want to make everybody real clear, real document, real people, real agenda. Okay. Inexpensive information war, internet war, psychological warfare. What are we living through right now? The information war on the internet 
massive psi war against the population. Totally. So it's inexpensive to use what's right next to my shoulder, Trojan horse civilian systems. Okay, these are the Googles of the world because Google and NASA are in bed together and have been for some time. So for those that don't know, they achieved quantum supremacy together. Again, this is what NASA is really into. Uh, qu quantum computing, artificial intelligence, robotization, all that stuff, automation. And they're in, they've been in uh, bed with Google for well over a decade. Um, you know, in 2013, they had a partnership, but even before that, and I highlighted this week that, you know, Google has an immortality division. Okay. This is in, back in 2013. So if you didn't know, it's called Calico. Anybody can go there. And the immortality division works with Ray Kurzweil as the CEO and has been, he's the biggest futurist out there who believes in the singularity and transhumanism on another. The singularity is near and he's been quite quiet lately. Yeah. I've been wondering about him. Yeah. It, well, you know what? The thing is he's a transhumanist that doesn't believe in population control. He doesn't um, talk about all this idea that somehow we have to call the population or limit our resources. He believes that technology will take us out of that. You know, he, he's, he, when confronted on that says, listen, 95% of the usable land isn't even used. Population, yeah. uh, overpopulation is a total myth. And yeah. they don't like him for that. But at the same time, they realize he's a genius. Yeah. And, you know, he's partnered with these people. And, you know, love him or hate him. He's a very, very smart guy. Sure. So, you know, I, I, I could go on. I would encourage everybody to check out that document. And, you know, just because we said we would do it live, I'll show it in NanoSat, looks like. What was what was um, the name of that document again? Just so people can find that it. That is Future Strategic Warfare 2025. It's by Dennis Bushnell. And we will even play a, a clip of Bushnell talking in 2018 about the satellites and how they're classified in nature and also about the brain chips and over 200,000 people uh, already having them. So let's see. Uh, no, that's why. Uh, da, da, let's see, nanosats. There they are right there. So, you know, anybody can look this stuff up. You know, sometimes, you know, when you think you're seeing a UFO, more than likely you're just seeing uh, more classified versions of the technologies behind me uh, that are floating around. Remember, holographic technology is what we see publicly is incredible. Can you imagine what they really have? And all you would need is a device about that big to, you know, uh, and and I want I want to say this to people. Remember in World War II, in a lot of cases, because the technology was limited from above and they were just taking pictures, uh, they would make up these faux military bases where they would inflate tanks that weren't real and they would paint things down, giving the illusion that these were large scale uh, inventories and bases that didn't really exist. Think about what we would do with deception. Uh, with holographic technology and satellites that we don't even know about. So uh, I, again, it's it's 2022. If you think that we haven't progressed be beyond Saturn V rockets, another huckster Musk nonsense, they openly tell you, and so does uh, the Musker do, that what SpaceX is doing is it's, it's moving uh, military cargo anywhere in the world within an hour. That's the contracts. So just forget, don't forget about uh, just the satellites we're talking about. Anywhere in the world, in an hour, that's what his rockets do. They're not going to the moon at bars. <laughs> that's Hollywood nonsense. Okay, <laughs> that's not real. Okay, the, what's real is the weaponization of space and space warfare. Yeah. Wow. That, that that is really scary. And I think, again, people were looking to, you know, the other savior who created uh, the Space Force and thinking that that was going to be uh, somehow, you know, saving us uh, when real. Yeah. <laughs> well, well all right, here's the deal. Space Force has been around for a very long time, guys. Let's just the Air Force and the secret space program and Vandenberg, where SpaceX is now out of now kind of like the face of all this. Right. Mm -hmm. Is is where they've been running the vast majority of their launches, although not all of them. If you read Annie Jacobson's first book, Area 51, mm -hmm. the way they were recruiting some of these people uh, to get into these black programs was of NASA front jobs. So you thought you were going to work at NASA, but they wanted your piloting skills because you were going to be testing out the ox cart, right? 60,000 feet. And they needed 
listen, in order to fly some of these things, who knows what they do now back in the day, but they would have to temper a human body in these crazy isolation chambers for like four to six hours before these guys could even fly these things because they were going so wild. Think about that. So, you know, again, I, I think it's uh, the purposeful ignorance of our population that we don't have a, a grand scale uh, understanding of what's already been declassified and out there. It's whispered history. Right. And then when you start talking about it and you integrate it into today, a lot of people can't handle it because they're stuck in this left right system that may, the Republicans are going to save us or the Democrats are going to save us. I mean, come on, man. It's not what's happening at all. <laughs> and that system was designed to create a Hegelian dialectic to keep people trapped and fighting against each other so they can come in and with their, you know, wonderful solutions. Yeah. Save the, save the day. Yeah. So what are yeah. What are your thoughts on uh, <laughs> what's going on with uh, the monkeypox? And I, I, you know, I had recently posted how they, they apparently war game this as well. Uh, they, and it was open philanthropy who did the document. They were, uh, and I know one of them is a co-founder of Facebook. So it seems, seems like they're all connected, but tell, tell me what your thoughts are. Man. Um, here's the deal right now. There's such an outward power grab and so much psychological warfare being, uh, levied against the people yeah. that I think there's a lot of possibilities, Right. Uh, for instance, um, right before this World Health Assembly that kicked off yesterday with, you know, I already covered the first uh, five minutes of it, which was just this utter propaganda that's now associating health with peace. It's the health for peace agenda. OK, think about that. That means they're mo what comes with peace. Oh, war all the time. <laughs> Oh, every every time they start That's talking not about or anything i'm not <laughs> think about it. i mean it's as orwellian as it gets their new slogan and of course they're associating health risks with climate change and even in their ad they had the new robot nurses they want to automate people out as much as possible they want to control the medical system like the department of hygiene under nazi germany only dreamt they could and that way you're going to get your medicine but There'll be no one to speak out because they're robots, okay? And that's the problem with humans, pesky humans. Some people still have a soul. Some people can still use critical thinking. Some people say, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, whether they're the outliers or not, they still do that. Robots don't do that. <laughs> robots <laughs> do what they're programmed to, okay? And again, this is reality. This is what the World Health Organization is pushing. So they also had a meeting uh, the day before on the monkeypox thing. So now everything can be a pandemic as well, right? Because it was it was a pandemic of the unvaccinated. You just say whatever the you want. It's it's as Bernaysi, they're all talking points. They're Bernaysian talking points. Safe and effective against what? They don't tell safe and effective means nothing. That's like cold and refreshing, right? <laughs> it's like it's there's nothing, there's no substance to three words in a hashtag, right? Safe for who? Effective against what or for what? What are you talking about? This is this is nonsense. Yeah. And you know, people like slogans. Mm -hmm. they, we I, I hate to say it because we're we are all guilty of this, myself included. Um, and we're all propagated against. We all buy into some bullshit, right? There's just no doubt about it. We all do. Yeah. Um, we all get hooked into branding or our favorite show or anything. We all we all accept that, but some of us are aware of it mm -hmm. and kind of like, all right, they got me, you know, and you kind of just, you gotta, I gotta have a, have a look back. And some people just don't even know it and would never admit it. They hate to be wrong. No. Um, they have to be right all the time. It's not even about being right. It's just that they feel so embarrassed that they could be so wrong for so long. It's a big psychological tool, tool, man. I mean, uh, cognitive dissonance is there, but then also some people are just that dumbed down. They got no idea of history whatsoever. And, you know, I, I think over the last, unfortunately, decade, slowly but surely, everything has been moved into this kind of cultural warfare yeah. where the talking points are about gender identity and racial issues and not the hardcore ones, the real civil rights movement, because I got news for you. You can identify as a zebra 
and you're still on the hit list. I hate, they doesn't matter. They black, white, Chinese don't matter. And that's, that's why I hate now, you know, this whole China fear mongering. Yeah. I don't want their system of politics. The vast right. majority of Chinese people aren't down with it either. They're just right. from a very obedient culture. And it's getting bad there where even they're rebelling in some places and have rebelled like Hong Kong. We didn't get behind that. We're so worried about the Ukraine. We didn't really help Hong Kong too much, did we, guys? No. Think about that. So it's not even Chinese-style censorship anymore because the censorship is here, right? They want um, that type of social credit, of biometrics, of obedience, right? And so we're in this now weird situation where it's global. They they can do almost anything they want and then gaslight you after the fact, right? Even with this, like, people are doing victory laps that the quote-unquote ministry of truth is over. Oh, yeah. and, what are you talking? Are you, are you insane? It's over. They've been running this shit a decade plus. Actually, they've been running it decades. It's accelerated for what they've been able to do in the last decade with people like Cass Sunstein, right? I mean, no, people don't even know who Cass Sunstein is. Um, they already had a ministry of truth, right? Yeah. But instead of all the fact checkers that they sicked on us, that was like the next step, they were debunkers then, right? And before that, it was Operation Mockingbird yeah. where they were buying um, journalists. So it's not new. It's now we just don't have any accountability and we've got Deutschland security in this country for over uh, 20 years because you fell for the 9-11 uh, scam, you know? And th that's another thing. You know, I go on the... You know, I go to these events and I talk to these people and I'm still here in Muslim, 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 terrorist, 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 China, China, China. It's like, hey, dude, maybe you don't know what happened on 9-11, but let's grow up. OK, and confront that, because if we can't try that and we can't even expose that, it's over. It's been over for a while. That was the mechanism for our entire foreign and domestic policy and the total and complete evisceration of our Constitution and Bill of Rights, and total lack of accountability from what I would call was the executive within the executive that Eisenhower warned about via the military-industrial complex speech. We, you know, as Bush came in further and further via the Reagan administration, they tore that Constitution and Bill of Rights up. They built up born classified and all these different continuity of government offices through the national programs office and others. And people don't understand that. They, and they don't understand that it expanded even further under Clinton, because guess what? Mina, Arkansas, while he was governor, was a hotbed for running cocaine during Iran-Contra. So weird. That's the guy that beat Bush. And they're like arm in arm, like opening libraries together later. And then his kid gets in. Just like, oh, wow. <laughs> no nepotism or corruption there. But no, people can't um, even own up to 9-11. See, that's why I make documentary films. Um, please debunk fabled enemies. I haven't seen anyone come close. And please watch Loose Change Final Cut because I don't think we were off there either. Um, all free. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. And I, I do share them. And I, I have a it, the 9-11 is one that I people have such a hard time when you talk about cognitive dissonance. I, I think they just, it's so hard for them to wrap their head around that possibility. And I, even with people who are pretty, you know, open-minded who would otherwise be considered uh, somewhat awake. I, I hear it all the time. Well, well and yet listen, it sets the precedence. You know, I'm sorry. Go you on, got yeah. people running around talking about fictional fantasy verses of Oprah Winfrey and Tom Hanks drinking adrenochrome in their bedrooms at night with Ellen DeGeneres, right? That's fictional. There's no, there's no, not even, I haven't seen any convincing circumstantial evidence, but those individuals are drinking adrenochrome. I want to say that out loud. And yet I'll talk to somebody who actually believes that. Right. And then 9-11 is just too far from them. I'm like, all right, let's take it back for a second. Let's, let's roll it on back just a little bit. I go, first of all, unfortunately, you don't understand this, but I've been in this for a very long time. Yeah. And there is actual evidence of what some people would call satanic ritual abuse, SRA. Yeah. I know people who have personally been victimized. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
like real police reports where like occultic practices on kids in this country and throughout the world have taken place yeah. um, in, in what has also been, you know, kind of declassified at this point in many cases, mind control experiments that went beyond my MKUltra. And I want to point out a lot of people don't understand this. MK Ultra were running brothels on the east and west coast of teenage girls. Yeah. Okay. And when I say teenage girls, I mean under 18. And do you think they were like taking notes and be like, oh, she's 13. We can't do it. You know, the new uh, book out there, Chaos, not that new anymore, on Charles Manson mm -hmm. that just shows him getting a pass and AIDS from the FBI and all these different things. And remember, he's involved with all these teenage girls. Um, you know, and in that same scene in California where they have two way mirrors and, and basically these girls would drug their victims and they would, you know, not only would it be compromised for blackmail, you know, they get the right guy to go there, but then they could also uh, see experimentation on what like people were into or what they were like on these drugs. So that's just a small aspect of MK Ultra that we know about. Right. right. That's a, a big, big deal. Like it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. Like they're, they're this network of people that are running drugs, running kids. Okay. Um, and then, you know, they're using, again, there's, there's weird occultism involved there, but this is all documented, right? Yeah. You get into the Franklin scandal and especially the finders where you have these, these guys rolling around in a van that they have literal ARPANET equipment because yeah. the internet's not real. So ARPA, Advanced Research Project Agency, was the precursor to what would become DARPA. And they are what really built the internet. And in order to access that internet, you kind of had to have all this gear. And they had wireless access to the ARPANET <laughs> in the 80s where they got these dirty children that are being sexually abused According to the police officers that responded, and you can see the handwritten uh, reports, you read the books on it, that's real. You know, the fact that a bunch of old men, only old men, now, I mean, middle-aged, there's some young ones there too, but they're usually waiters and uh, male accommodators, we'll say that as okay. the staff, um, go to the Bohemian Grove. And there is an owl god there. And they do have a ritual called the cremation of care where they basically exude themselves of all the misdeeds and evils they've done over the years on behalf of this group. And you could say, oh, it's just a club. But again, real history. And this is what kills me about like the ad adrenochrome babies. <laughs> real history. The Manhattan Project, which leads to the nuclear bomb, came out of not only the Bohemian Club in San Francisco, where they brought Oppenheimer and others in, but talks at the Grove afterwards. Okay, this is historical fact. And the Manhattan Project ends up being kind of the model for how we handle uh, highly classified military operations from then on out. It's through massive disinformation campaigns and compartmentalization. Okay, and that and they take that model. So that's a big, again, a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> that they actually do those things. Now, if you read into the Franklin scandal, there's some dark things that are alleged to happen at the Bohemian Grove outside of what I just talked about. And I believe that that has a lot of validity, right? And there are names named in the Franklin scandal, or I'm sorry, the Franklin cover-up book, the Franklin scandal. They have just the documentation, which I would encourage people to read both. They're totally worth it. Um, they're going to make you want to put the book down a few times. I'm not going to lie. It made me want to do it. But that's real. And I've been talking about that for, you know, 15 years. There's a little piece of it in uh, Invisible Empire and New World Order to find how that same ring, which was a callboy ring in the White House connected to Craig Spence, was also connected to Barney Frank. Again, running callboys, teenage boys out of his uh, apartment through his assistant. You know, that they, they had an ethics committee hearing on it. You know, I play parts of that in there. So all this reality has been going on for a long time. You had the Dennis Hassert situation where he was at the time, the longest serving Republican. You got that guys, you got everybody adrenochrome Republican uh, speaker of the house, basically the Pelosi of his day. And he had been raping children um, since he was a gym teacher. 
he not only did he not get caught and he's a, a wrestling coach, but he makes his way up the ladder. Think about this. <laughs> uh, not only to the Senate, but the Speaker of the House. He never gets convicted of any of this. And it's through uh, basically him paying off one of his victims, right, that he gets caught up by the FBI. He lies about it and they start talking to the victim. So he gets uh, he gets convicted of fraud by a judge and the judge la labeled him a serial child molester. He got, um, I think, 15 months. He served 13 of it. You never hear about it again. So th these are real things, <laughs> you know, focus on the real stuff. And then maybe you can understand how dark 9-11 is, too, because it's not just Anthony Weiner's laptop. I'm sure that's egregious. I'm sure it's terrible. Like, <laughs> I'm sure if we went through everything John Podesta has done in his life, it's maybe some of the most awful putrid shit you could imagine. Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of them. And it's not just a D, it's an R, it's beyond. Yeah. It's not just politics, it's Hollywood. It's these uh, religious institutions, yeah. you know? The, the people at the top are protected through networks. You have to ask yourself why there aren't harsher laws for serial pedophiles. Yeah. And how it is all really all connected. I mean, when we're talking about, you know, Elon, and then you talk about Charles Lieber and Epstein funded so much of Lieber's research, you know, it is, it's this really incestuous, really horrendous, horrific web. Um, but it looked, you know, what I think one of the things about 9-11 that is so important for people to understand is that they really had to lay this foundation for, you know, federal kind of uh, control. And now that they've really succeeded in taking so much power federally, they're, they're going for the global. But they had to do that first, because if we had, you know, decentralization, they would have a lot less success. Well, I think it was multifaceted, right? Mm -hmm. I think that you wanted to create you know, another bureaucracy uh, within the government that would have carte blanche because they were already spying on everybody. I want to make that extremely clear this idea that it, it just ramped up on what they were doing and the actual human personnel and uh, programs like signature reduction that we could go over in a minute. Okay. But you had Promise and Carnivore Software already on the black market. I mean, Promise was being sold uh, via Robert Maxwell, Glenn Maxwell's uh, father at the time, right. you know, another guy who was running a media operation had all these Intel connections. Weird. It's so weird. We're running media and we have Intel connections and we're selling software that's being <laughs> used against people. Wacky, you know, that, and that's the interrelation. Like we've already, the military industrial complex is the uh, techno fascist banking bureaucracy um, that's empowered by the military industrial complex, right? By the, yeah. by the intelligence agencies, that's how it works. Okay. Right. So you have that aspect of it, but then you also have the aspect of not only do you want to take over as much of the middle East under, um, the Anglo American Israeli Saudi Alliance, right? You already have this kind of Alliance out there. It's, it's beyond the NATO Alliance, but it, it, you know, Russia, for instance, isn't quite down with it, right? And they're the yeah. big other superpower that also is militarized space. China also is militarized space at this point, um, but that was kind of allowed to happen through treaties and trade. Um, so you you have this going on. You want to beta test your weaponry. You don't only only want to take that that over, but you want you want to try the biometric stuff that they're now doing now. For like right. like. India later on would adopt this system where everybody was given their fingerprints and their eyes and they could scan with their bodies for payments. But they beta tested that all the way back in like 2003 with the invasion of Afghanistan, where they were just rounding everybody up. They also could use their smart dust technology. And these are the micro sensors that kind of give you like the Batman-esque look at the world. In fact, there's a whole book on it. Annie Jacobson, again, to her credit, first platoon uses that. Uh, the smart dust, again, for the audience, just so everybody understands how uh, important this document is, is actually named here several times. Okay. And Bushnell has talked about smart dust there at the uh, end, but has said many times smart dust, that, again, they're combined sensors, communications, and power supplies, and they float in air currents, totally invisible. <laughs> Nanotech's placed on everything. He's talking about. 
He's talking about global surveillance that's now available. And, you know, I haven't talked about this in 2018, geo-wise, uh, without any kind of camera, just via their sensors, via their smart dust, okay? When they talk about co-opted insects in this, anybody can look it up. Uh, in fact, why don't we do it? There's a couple. They use them for surveillance. Like even the CIA back in the 70s had like a remote control dragonfly that was fake. We already went over the robotic fish, right? Mm -hmm. But they not only use them for uh, surveillance, but guess what was warned about? Gee, I wonder. Bio-warfare, maybe? Bio-warfare uh, DARPA insects. I think this is like a Wired article that should come up. Uh Yes. A step uh, towards biological, uh, there's the wired one right there. But yes, this is uh, <laughs> this is like, oh, we could totally distribute bio-warfare through insects. You know, no big deal that uh, Bill Gates has a hard-on for GMO mosquitoes. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, now, this was- Now they're wired. doing it with bees too. They're making RNAi bees, yeah. Yeah, so they're so worried about, and so is the World Health Organization, they're worried about carbon emissions when really the actual threats to human beings is not only the automation or robotization of society, right? Taking away our purposes and our jobs, but them literally bio and geoengineering the planet. Okay, that's the real thing. They're messing with the DNA of nature. They're messing with the DNA of humans, like I said. Whether you whether you want to accept it or not, guys, the mRNA and the vector-based stops are bio nanotech. Okay, period. They they did it. So this is an attack on humanity and nature altogether, and they want to weaponize nature against humanity. So you fall into this false transhumanist ideology. Is there anything that so? If we fall into this uh, transhumanist ideology, and then we we end up in what? Basically, like a, a, the Ray Kurzweil's model is the model for what where we end up. And man, I wish I could find these uh, clips. I wish I had them handy for us. But really? yeah, no, that's it. it. Like it's not only. Oh, look at this. We might have it. Yeah. All right. Ooh. So let, let's 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 go to the virtual age first. Actually. Let's roll it back. We'll get to the virtual age that the answer to that question. But I want to show people just how far we've come with transhumanism just in this these two short clips and the weaponized space. So let's let's bring up old Bushnell awesome. wherever he is. And hopefully we have that. There we go. Come on. Come on, VLC. <laughs> Man, my computer has just been acting up. Usually it should be a gravy train of biscuit wheels, but it doesn't want to be. I think Mercury is still in retrograde. <laughs> Hold on. We'll, right? we'll, we'll, we'll I, I get was having going. all the tech issues too. So yeah, I but I'm a Luddite. I, so. uh, they're so frustrating to me. I get people think I'm a nice guy, and then like a tech issue happens and I start cursing <laughs> out of nowhere. And let's see. Well, all right, we're gonna try it again. Doesn't want to open there, doesn't want to right click. Maybe maybe today's not the day. Maybe your audience is just not ready for all this death. <laughs> We're yeah. not ready for all this. basically says we merge with the machines. It's not us versus them. We become them. Um, that doesn't sound like technology empowering human beings. Okay. That that sounds to me like there's a super class, a predator class that wants to enslave us while they right. be become empowered. Okay. And that is at the end of the day. Sorry. exterminate us the post-human world at the end of the day even worse now i think human beings are pretty awesome and the idea that we're just going to exterminate people uh everywhere the entire species because a bunch of uh you know transhumanists believe that they can live forever and that we're just like bugs it's concerning to me and and i a lot of people just don't get that that is really their mantra is really what they believe. Uh, I wish they believed something different, but uh, my research has showed otherwise. And when you hear guys like this talk, you know, Bushnell, again, he's been around pre-Apollo. He was around in the Gemini days. And, you know, he works with all these national security people uh, just cavalierly talking about population control. In fact, in that document, they talk about world population stabilization that changes everything. They He openly says, I have a clip of that. 
It changes everything. What does that mean? Everything. That means how you live, if you're alive, your housing, your family structure, um, the economy. I mean, he literally says everything. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, Yuval uh, Noah Harari recently said that, you know, this all this uh, technological advancement is going to be very problematic for the, for the masses. But, you know, there is going to be and he, he draws the analogy to uh, when, you know, the flood happened with Noah, Noah's Ark. And he says there's going to be a scientific art that will protect the elites and they will be OK. Yeah. And they will yeah. thrive, he says. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're very open about it. Yeah. You know, again, I'm not in the uh, elite crew. Uh, and, and what I want other people to understand is if you have resources, if you think you're upper middle class, you got $10 million. Hell, you got a hundred million. You're still a flea. Yeah. You're a flea. You don't even, you barely matter to these people. And, and that's the thing. They're trying to restructure what they have as money, et cetera, and make it into social credit. That's why they're talking about social equity. Um, your money's not going to save you. It's all about resources, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter how much money they have on. They're they're now into the IMF SDR special drawing rights unit model where it's zeros and ones. That's it. It's a, it's all just digital, and they want to move it not only to digital but to blockchain uh, again to further not to empower you through decentralization but to enslave you through their centralized programs. So scary. So I, I do want to ask you about, because this is another kind of conversation that I have with people and the argument that a lot of people like to make about transhumanism is they argue that a lot of this technology, because of course, this is how it's couched, you know, very conveniently, but it's always couched under the guise of advancing humanity. You know, they're, they're, they're curing illnesses, they're creating bionics, you know, like like I wear hearing aids and, you know, they have cochlear implants and they talk about these sort of things and they liken it to transhumanism and say that, you know, this is why we can't just make a blanket kind of a statement that transhum the transhuman agenda is, is bad because, you know, this is really helping humanity. So I'd like to hear you speak to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the deal. Mm -hmm. uh, any kind of technology, I'm not trying to take away your pacemaker. I'm not <laughs> trying to take away your hearing aid, your cochlear <laughs> implant, any of that stuff. I understand that we need to empower humanity <laughs> through right. this. But let me make the argument that even pre-COVID, I always said, yeah, a great idea for Medicare for all, but what kind of Medicare are you going to get? What kind of medical treatment is going to be allowed? Are you going to have a choice? And then on top of that, are you going to have a choice if you don't jump through other hoops to hit those markers? And I'm not just talking about monetary ones or being a citizen, you know, if you don't accept medicine, right? And medicine throughout history, throughout history has been hijacked, what? To eviscerate populations. We, we've seen it again and again and again. So here's the problem with that. Are they ever going to give you and I the actual technology that's going to help us on a large scale? Now, I don't believe they are. I think that's very evident when you look at the cancer industry, right? Um, and, and how there are so many other treatments out there, especially with COVID. I mean, COVID just made it blank. You know, I don't know where you're putting this, but think about this. They didn't want you to have a $3 ivermectin pill. Yeah. Or they didn't want you to have a $10 budesonide steroid. They didn't want you to have antibiotics and vitamins. They didn't want to tell you to get your immune system in order. They didn't uh, flash freeze McDonald's that obviously would give mo more people comorbidities. They didn't have your health interests <laughs> at all during this. No. So you're telling me now. They, they didn't even talk about basic things like vitamin D, nutrition, exercise, you know, getting some sunlight, socialization. I mean, really basic. Forget the, the therapeutic, but just basic kind of wellness, you know. They also never even entertain the idea. And I'm not a leak guy. I don't believe in lab leaks. Okay. Yeah. I don't believe in leaks. Yeah. They yeah. see the thing. And it's, that's a fantasy land. It's not just Wuhan. I mean, this is in Chapel Hill in North Carolina, probably in a dozen other facilities we don't know about. Winnipeg, okay? Ukraine. Yeah, there are all sorts of labs. Yeah. We, we could go on forever. Like, so let, let's stop acting like children. But they never even entertain the idea that, number one, it, it couldn't be, a, it still can't be a quote unquote bioweapon. Let's stop that. They never say bioweapon, even today. 
They act like it was going to be uh, it's an escaped virus or it's an escaped attempt at a vaccine. And it's always a leak, leak, leak. But they're trying to do something good with it. No, we got attacked with a bioweapon. Yeah. And it was spread throughout. So the so the entire media apparatus and authoritative sources and the science and political community all lied to you about that. So again, cool transhuman technology that's gonna allow you and I to live till 200 years old and have just like this fab life. Get out of here. <laughs> like what what planet are you living on? Now, all technology, I'll say this, uh, is a double-edged sword. It can be used to empower or enslave a populace, right? And some people are going to be able to take um, the enslavement tech and empower themselves with it. No doubt there will be outliers, right? That will be able to use things against the system. Um, at the same time, it, the masses, this moves us in such a uh, dictatorial, forget about track, trace, and database society, but almost Borg-like society, just the end of human beings, period. Uh, I'm all, listen, I'm all for going like, I'll tell you what, I listen to Bushnell. He's a pretty yeah. interesting guy. He talks yeah. about interesting technology. And he was the first guy that I, that talked about NAD+. Plus. And these are mm -hmm. de-aging pills, right? Yeah. Um, it goes with also uh, metformin and resveratrol. And now I'm on all three. And I, and I got to tell you, like the, uh, the true niogen that I take, I take it once a yeah. day. Uh, I'm not saying it gives me a ton of energy, but I did see like a notable, noticeable difference right away and just you know my, my balance you see the tests where they're giving this to mice mm -hmm. and these are like old mice and they can't do anything and they don't give it to the one they give it to the other they're on a treadmill and they're moving like a young i mean they de-aged the mice with so, the metformin uh, why, supplement with vitamin b because it can de deplete your your b12s yeah no i'm i'm on b12 awesome. to do on top of all of it. yeah <laughs> um you know, my point being is like, you never hear about these vitamins. You never hear about cheap drugs like metformin or, mm -hmm. or any of these things that can have a benefit to, to you. They're out there. They're kind of on the outskirts, right? But whenever they gain traction, they're demonized. And they're and like this time they were outright banned and people's licenses were taken away on something that was could have saved so many lives. So to me, again, the technology we're getting is defense department technology driven through, I'll say it again, Trojan horse civilian systems. You know, that's what Musk is. He's he's the hip, cool guy that you can trust. Yeah. <laughs> Stick a brain chip, generation one in you. Um, and it's not going to end well. I My goal at this point, like, look, here's the deal. I know Clay Clark is trying to save the country and all this other stuff. And they're, everybody's trying to save the country, right? Mm -hmm. I love this country. I think the constitution if, if you were going to pigeonhole me as some kind of um you know mainline political name i would say i'm a constitutionalist why because it is the perfectly imperfect document it knew it was getting things wrong even then and that's why it allowed itself to be amended you know through a constitutional uh process that also had checks and balances laid in it also had decentralization laid in powers of the states it's a genius genius idea genius document okay yes. i think we're well beyond this i don't think we're saving the country <laughs> i think you got to save yourself you got to be your own hero and at this point whatever manifests you know because these these new world order crowd man they're they're not messing around go watch my films they're going for it uh i i hope to die human and i hope to live a kill, killer life and i hope to raise my children and my family around me human and we stay human through the rest of this because that's what's going to take guys. You know, I know there's a lot of people out there that'll say you got to put your faith in this God or this uh, belief system and you do your thing. I'm certainly not going to take any, any uh, thing away from being spiritual or uh, being religious and, and go in that route. You know, you stay with your convictions and beliefs, but I can promise you this, that is going to be the task of the next 20 years. And, and it might not even be, a choice. They're talking about binary biologics in the food supply, not only in that document, which I can show you that it's actually on the same page as the uh, Trojan horse civilian systems. They're, they're talking about it through geoengineering as well. Like in our, uh, you know, like chemtrails and I mean, uh, Elena, what's her name? Book has it too, you know? Yeah. I mean, right here, binary agents distributed via imported projects or uh, products, vitamins, clothing, food. 
you know? I mean, they talk about, you know, genomically engineering the human species and it's not shy. It's not a shy document, you know, again, (laughs) we're two and a half years uh, away. So I don't want to be, you know, genomically repaired. I (laughs) I don't want binary biologics or nanobots in my brain via the food system or the air supply. Um, I think that, I think that the human body uh, and especially what some people would call the soul, you know, we're not allowed to talk about that, but the soul is extremely resilient and very much a part of your immunity and your immune system. Um, it integrates with everything. And, and on that level, I think we're tough as a yeah. species. We're, we're, we're kick-ass. So I think there's going to be enough of us that even with this movement, I don't think we lose in the end. I think humanity wins. And I, I think it's real dark before that. I want to warn people like as dark as it gets, because, yeah. you know, I, I don't necessarily necessarily believe you can ever eradicate evil. And at yeah. the end of the day, if you want to um, take hold of evolution and become a whole nother species while betraying your own. That's some evil shit. That's so evil. <laughs> <laughs> it's so evil. It's, it's almost unfathomable. It's so evil. Yeah. And they do seem to always be right on target. You know, that last one with the monkeypox, you know, they said the first attack was going to be May 15th. (laughs) Like clockwork, you know? So that's not very reassuring, but uh, it it is hopeful to hear you say that you think that humanity does win in the end. And, you know, that what we can do is to, I, you know, I, I think what I'm hearing you say is what we can do is augment human in the true sense, not in the transhuman sense but to really embrace, you know, our souls and what it is that makes us human and to fully embrace that and fully live as humans, that that's some sort of a, uh, you know, combatant, hopefully. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Listen, I, I, another thing, I mean, think about the stem cell stuff, right? Yeah. You know, you can argue, um, you know, stem cell technology publicly 20 plus years out there and it used yeah. to be controversial, because it had to come from a fetus, et cetera, et cetera. That's not even a real thing. You know, they've got all these other, I think it's mitochondrial stem cells that they can take uh, from grownups. You know what I mean? And they obviously, you look at somebody who is on that evil spectrum, he's in jail right now awaiting trial. I wouldn't be uh, surprised if he hung himself like Jeffrey Epstein and Jean-Luc Brunel, but Peter Nygaard, you know, Peter Nygaard, one of the, again, you don't got to talk about adrenochrome, everybody. You could talk about a guy that, that is, has models all around him. He's sexually abusing and raping them, impregnating them, forcing them to have abortions, and then taking the stem cells from them and then having him inject him with that and de-age him, you know, as he funds that type of research. And you don't have to talk about adrenochrome, everybody, when you can talk about Epstein having a, a baby making ranch in New Mexico in the desert that was never investigated by the FBI, that all documentation is also connected to the governor at the time who was named as an assailant, Bill Richardson, Mr. CFR himself, Mr. Clinton crony himself. I mean, come on. You, you love your Clinton stuff. I never hear people talk about that. A baby farm. You know, he want and, and the headlines were like, he wanted an empire of Epstein's to live forever. Like, no, that's not what they were doing there. Like, think about what they're really doing there. He's he's in bed with Gates. Um, you know, Musk denies knowing him, but he's in pictures with uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. And, uh, you know, the story came out, and again, don't know if it's true or not, that he tried to introduce Zuckerberg to Ghislaine Maxwell. So these people aren't great. Uh, Elon's got like eight kids. You know, and Grimes, you know, one of his girlfriends there, she's oh. as transhumanist as it gets. Come on, we people, wake power. up. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty clear, pretty explicit. I thought all the lyrics were, ju- it was basically just transhumanism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. This, this is, this was awesome. I don't know if you have anything else you want to leave us with and, uh, Definitely tell everybody where they can find you and your work. Yeah, but go on. Yeah, I would just let people know uh, we're kicked off of YouTube right now. 
um, you know, it's not like it's monetized, but it, it's a good way to listen. I need people watching this stuff that are into the cat videos, right? Share it with whoever you never know who you're going to resonate with, but all my documentary films are also free. There, shade the motion picture, invisible empire, a new world order to find fabled enemies and loose change. Final cut. They're all worth a watch. I promise you, especially if you doubt anything that I said in this program, a lot of that is going to reiterate the information in a uh, movie format. I'm on Rockfin. That's where you find me uncensored. That's where all my stuff is. Uh, that's where you can see my latest World Health Organization videos, which I would encourage people to check out so you can see the correlation, which again, they're not worried about GMOs. They're not worried about real pollution. They're not worried about the hormones and the chemicals in the water system. No, they're worried about carbon. Okay. The life they're worried molecule. about the life force on earth. <laughs> Yeah, that way they can just demonize everybody. So check those out, rockfin.com slash Jason Firmus. We're on the bean. If you like it, just in audio format, or we got it in video format over there as well. Podbean's a great way that, to uh, distribute them to more mainline audience. And when we go live with the bean and simulcast with the broadcast, you can also call into the show. And we also love that. Uh, if you do want to support me otherwise, we're on Buy Me a Coffee. That's the new way to do it. That's how we do it financially. Um, you know, we're trying to expand. I'm looking at a building. Uh, crypto's down. Uh, times are tough. Traveling ain't free. So if you can support me, great. But one of the best ways to support me if you can't do it financially is just watch my stuff and share it with other people. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, I hope everyone does. You're doing really great work. Thank you. And thank you for thank being you for here. You rock. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.